what's up? <laughs> None of that's supposed to make any sense right there. Um, you know, just trying to break rhythm and kind of like, you know what I have ingrained in me? The beginning of the podcast, always a little bit nervous. But then once I get started, I can chatter my way out of being nervous. So that was my, my new way of starting the podcast. Right now, I'm drinking a coffee with a little bit of almond milk and this amazing powder of lion's mane by Organic Mushroom Nutrition, a.k.a. Ohm. I got this from Fairway. It was kind of steep in price, but I got a good discount from it because Fairway usually has the buy $50 worth of items and you get $10 off. So I got $10 off of this, John. Uh, Lion's Mane is supposed to help you with memory, focus, and nerve health. I want to, uh, let's see, what it says back here. Focus and spark your mind for brilliant cognitive function. Health food for your brain to inspire clarity, creativity, and mood. Lion's Mane supports cognitive health and healthy nervous system. Um, I've been messing around with nootropics and things like that for like a good maybe two years. And I do see slight differences in the way that I uh, express myself. Like you could feel it in the way that you form sentences together. And that's my claim. That's how I feel about it. So I usually make sure that, you know, every once in a while, like I I cycle off of it. So I'll be I'll take these uh, supplements every once in a while, feel the difference and then just kind of not do it for a while and you know, buy myself a new one. You know, I've, I also really like cordyceps mushrooms for same purpose, similar purposes. Um, another product I really like is Alpha Brain. All right, so commencing this new episode of Strange Lunch. Um, I missed out on doing my podcast on Friday, but I've been really, really busy, and Friday was a good day. It was a good day for work. So I you have to strike where that when the iron is hot and what you're doing, you know, if there's a feeding frenzy in one part of your life, why stop? Get the bonus round, you know, because Lord knows when there's a drought and you're you're freaking hustling for you're, you're putting twice a month the effort with half the results. It's like that's the way life is. Sometimes you're putting little effort and it's just like the multiplication of the benefits are exponential. And sometimes you're putting in all the effort and it seems like you're only getting half the reward and that's that's the game of life you know you can't be th- you can't think that life is going to work like a math equation all the time you know there's always factors that you have to make adjustments for and things like that so here i am on a saturday afternoon memorial day weekend making my podcast and i'm super excited I had so many other things to talk about, but now, because I've been on a two-day art binge, I've just been just insanely inspired to talk about art, because that is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to talk about. So, this art obsession started way before, I think it started with Van Gogh. Maybe two weeks ago, if people remember the posts I've done on IG, I did like um, um, 
uh, a mega post on Van Gogh and you know he has such an interesting story you know he died broke he when he was when he was an artist he didn't get too much recognition for his work you know he was in and out of asylums what I do like about his work and what his work taught me and, and it taught me just what art is in many ways it was Instagram <laughs> the way we're cat you know and you know the way that we are um documenting our lives on Instagram is very much similar to what artists were doing and that's why they were so important you know and in a way not to say that artists are supposed to be broke I, there's this quote that I really really enjoy where it's like beware the artist because they are they are like the only people in society who are able to and this is why they're also impo important to beware but also understand the importance of the artist because they are the only people in the society that can break break the social hierarchy. Like, kind of like, you can see them in multiple, not caste systems. What is the thing? Uh, you know, they could travel from the underprivileged societies to the privileged societies. That's the talent of the artist, that we... We we are the one, and I say we, cause yeah, um, we are the ones that operate in the in the borderland. Just to reference the book Borderlands by Gloria, I don't remember her last name, but there's a really awesome book about border called The Borderland, and it's about people who are neither here nor there. I consider myself one of those people, where it's like my identity is very very mixed, and I don't necessarily and my culture doesn't necessarily like my personal culture the one that I wake up and execute on every day the one that I create um doesn't serve or articulate itself to only an enclave like I don't only speak to Dominican people I don't only speak to Guatemalan people I don't only speak to American people I don't only speak to people of color I don't only speak to people non-people of color like all those lines in my existence are extremely blurred, you know? And that's the way I feel, where it's like, I just have an understanding and I'm thrown in this third world of just, when it comes to my identity, all those things are skewed. And I, and I, and I, and I make sure to play that role really, really well because I find it to be very, very liberating. I am free from certain traditions it doesn't stop me from learning history and understanding everyone but it also kind of has always given me I don't have the strength of the collective in me you know like I don't have the backing of any one person really and I choose to stand almost as independent as possible this has gotten way too deep this is not the point but as an artist, it's rebellious in that way, you know? I'm, like, rebellious against culture in general. I'm here trying to... I'm a, I've been reading a book on men's fashion. It's called uh, The Appearance of Power, um, The Aesthetics of Male... The, the Science Behind Male Aesthetics. And... Uh, they explained that men fall into, like at their best, fall into these three categories of the rugged man, 
the the refined man and the rake. So the rugged man is a physical man who is comfortable in traditional masculinity and is very physical and has a strong physicality to them and the way they dress accents that a little bit. The refined man is more of a, a networking man, a man of ideas and and um and uh and more of like a conformist because you know they they're over here networking and using uh, more soft skills than maybe a, a physical man would, you know. Like it has a, he's blending a little bit more. And then the rake is the man that is a non-conformist that goes against society. And I would understand myself and understanding these three archetypes, everyone kind of falls in, in, a, in the spectrum. So you can be more than one of these. And, you know, the book talks about tailoring your fashion based upon understanding your environment, your relationship to it, your network and what it is you do and, you know, dressing accordingly to that. I found that to be a very useful book by Tanner Guys. Definitely a good look up. Um, so I find myself in the rake category, mostly, and I am refined and I can develop a physicality to myself, but I definitely know that the basis of my style and my state of mind for a long time has been that of a rake. Um, so to say that is like, I'm a, I'm fighting against everything all the time. Um, and looking to define and also uplift culture. So, let's get into this art podcast episode. So, the first piece that really, really inspired me on art is uh, I got a notification from Reddit because I follow artifact porn, which I don't like the fact that everything has become porno. In, on the internet now, you got food porn, you got art porn, you got whatever, aesthetic porn. Uh, architecture porn, book porn, I don't know. So, like, the, the whole labeling of everything as porn is so bizarre on the internet. But, sure enough, I follow a Reddit page called Artifact Porn, and they're always throwing, like, cool little artifacts, historical artifacts. And yesterday, my notification hit me with this amazing, amazing, amazing artifact called the St. Anthony's Tongue and jaw. So what's interesting about this is that they found St. Anthony's body with his t with his jaw still preserved while like the rest of his body not and his tongue they it is said that they found it still wet. Like pr those are the parts that got preserved from St. Anthony which is uh is legendary because St. Anthony is known as one of the best orators of I guess the Catholic tra tradition or the Christian tradition or whatever I don't know too much about it but so it's kind of cold that they said that they found his jaw and his tongue still preserved and then they created this weird architecture or um, artifact I don't know if you guys can see it here but like it's just like this weird alien looking thing but it's just it just strikes it's very striking as an artifact like they really brought it up to a level they put it on a really cool pedestal you know and then putting it to like the art is very functional in its message that this person is almost like is known as a saint because of the way that 
this person articulated themselves. Like the honor is in the jaw and in the tongue. And then we decided to put art around it because it's like we say that this is the highest form of oration here. That, that And the best, like this guy was one of the coldest to contribute to the oration of the good word of God, you know. And I think that that's dope, you know. And I'm a Gemini if anybody knows. And, you know, Gemini is known as one of the communicators, Virgo being the other of um, the zodiac sign. We're both ruled by Mercury. And Mercury is the planet of communication, intellect, thought. So, you know, for me to find that one, that one's so relevant. I just really, really like the shape of it. I like the golden purple. I like the jaw. It's just really... It's gross, but it's beautiful. <laughs> Strange. Right. So that's the first one. And it really, like, yeah, it, it really gets me a little more. In I've always been interested in religious art, but this particular artifact has, um, it just resonates with me very strongly. The next painting or the next work of art that inspired me this week Today's the this is the art episode. So the next painting is the woman of Algiers. Algiers is I'm, I hope I'm saying it correctly is the the capital of Algeria and Women of Algiers originally was a painting made by Eugene Delacroix in 1834. Um and it depicts from what I understand and what I've been able to read, because not a lot of people have written about it or I haven't been able to go deep enough to find it, um, it depicts a harem of women. And it looks like, I mean, one woman is looking at the painter with a kind of defensive, kind of dangerous look, kind of like, you know, like you're over here intruding you, voyeur. While the other two women are kind of, two women on the fl on the floor are like on the ground uh, sharing what looks like a hookah and probably opium at the time. And a, a, a darker-skinned woman uh, just walking by. So, you know, I guess Algeria, I think it's like a Muslim country from what I understand. And, you know, harems in that particular sector of culture and humanity it's okay <laughs> so it's like it's a picture drawn of harems and it's just really cool because you know it's kind of like sister wives and it's like uh from what i can see it's like just women hanging out with one another so it's kind of interesting and uh this was from my understanding it was the beginning it was um eugene del de la de la crox Delacroix is, is a French painter and I think that was also a very big inspiration for the later Impressionists, which are the Pablo Picassos. Well, Pablo Picasso was an Impressionist almost almost in, in a very rakish kind of way because it's kind of like the Impressionists were doing their thing and Pablo Picasso was like, oh, they're doing their thing, they're getting recognized for it, let me do it there. Um, just to bring it back to Picasso, not Picasso, uh, what's his name? 
It's not Picasso. Damn, I'm giving away the next one. Um, what's his name? He cut off his ear. What's his name? Name is not Oscar Wilde. On a starry night. <laughs> I'm terrible. Gotta Google that. Va- Vincent Van Gogh. I think I might have said Picasso in the beginning of the podcast as well. So Vincent Van Gogh, you know, he kind of just joined in on it and he ended up being very good at it, like long term. So or back to what I am saying about Vincent Van Gogh, though, is like he took snapshots of his life. He walked around farms documented the farms like oh this is a picture i drew from farmers and this is a painting of a church and this is what the starry night looks like from the asylum you know he told his story and documented all walks of life um during his life and you know his paintings told the story as like his discography. Like, I would probably say that what makes a lot of uh, painters great is their discography. Like, the the, the telling the, of the story in totality. I'll be able to talk better on art now that I um, went to archive.com. I'm going to end this podcast elaborating on that a little bit more. So, the women of Algiers, yes, harem, women, hanging out, chilling. And what I found really awesome is that Pablo Picasso, now that we're on Picasso did his own interpretation of that painting. And, you know, he's an abstract artist that started to, like, deform shapes but use a lot of different, um, like, like he'll take what he sees and just interpret it in different ways, and it just looks break- breathtaking and spectacular. And I can just imagine that being in someone's living room or wherever they put those paintings super expensive you probably just preserve them because you don't want to lose that stuff so and it's the beginning of a series that he did where he kind of was just a cover artist at that point not 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 just but he was taking art pieces that already existed and just remixing them so my man said we're gonna remix this we're gonna filter it through the pablo picasso way and um you know, that's what people usually talk about when they're talking about learn the rules and then break them, you know? So, yeah. Let me see. What else do I want to talk about here? Yeah, I'm getting into art. And the reason why I'm getting into art is because I've decided that in my 40s, maybe a little bit before, I'm planning, I've, I've got my track for 40. I definitely want um, to have art gallery. I want to talk about art as I get older. I want to paint. There's this image of myself that I can imagine, you know, being 40 years old, Hawaiian shirt with with my chest hair, like showing from like a couple buttons down, white pants in front of a church, Maybe on a Saturday morning, maybe a spliff, maybe some coffee, shit, maybe even some wine somewhere, maybe like Barcelona, but even New York, whatever, in front of a church, just painting the church that I go there every Saturday until I get it perfect, you know? And I'm already thinking about doing it. I'm doing this next week. I'm going to take a sketchbook. I'm going to start sketching the church, Our Ladies of Lord, right here in Harlem. 
um, that would be fly. But that's my image of myself, you know. I I imagine having an art gallery when I'm eight, when I'm eighty, <laughs> yeah, when I'm eighty two, when I'm forty, you know. I definitely want to have an art gallery and do fly things like that, because I think that I I think I I can I could do something fly with it. Um. So now that I understand that that's a track that I want to go down, and I see that I have like this great passion for art, I'm taking hold of it. And I'm going for it. So I started to really dive into art discussions, art history already. I mean, I've already been dabbling with it, but now I'm starting to see that I have, it fuels so much in me that I have to continue doing it. I was listening to a podcast this morning and it was talking about how, if like what is art and what is beauty and what the speaker was saying was, the world in its totality as a whole, like all-encompassing, is extremely beautiful. Like, we were put on earth with these limitations almost like put in us because we cannot exist on this physical world of limitations constantly tapped into the perception of how beautiful everything is actually is so part of our brain blocks that to protect us so we can pay attention to what's going on here so that we are able to then perceive it in smaller dosages or rather um, just peek at it and things that we find beautiful are just entryways into seeing how beautiful it all really is because if we was to open our minds to how beautiful and infinite all of life is, like just all of existence, everything that exists is, we would be brought to our knees weeping. That's what the the podcast said. I'm just like, I felt that. I felt that right there, you know? And that's like now, you know, with that perception it allows you to just open up that doorway a little bit more next time you get faced with the opportunity to observe something beautiful. You can even look at the present moment as beautiful as well. So it's all kind of just the breadcrumb trail to what I think might be a little bit of nirvana. (laughs) Or enlightenment or satori, you know. Um, it's what makes life bearable and it's the reminder because it's not like we for it's not like we don't know it's that we maybe forget or are unaware so you know I think me being a musician and doing what I do in communication one thing that has been a constant my entire life is my desire to remind people how beautiful life is so that's definitely um one of the things that I I like to share, you know, I have like a childlike love with, with, uh, with life. And I think we all do. I think love is very childlike. Um, it's very light, youthful, exuberant, you know, but you can express it in mature ways. Like, you know, like just staring out and just being at peace, you know, you don't, you don't have to dance with it all the time. But if you're still young, you can go ahead and dance with it. Duh.
Even if you're old, you can still dance with them. Whatever. Um, word. So the next thing I want to talk about is archive.com. I just want to plug in archive.com. Shout out to archive.com. I know I have some listeners that are not in America. But the ones that are in America right now, I want to speak to y'all. Right now, the internet's free. Right now, Google is like free. Right now, we have infinite resources to expand our perspective and whatever little corner we want to perceive life through. You know, I'm getting my art history degree online without really actually getting a degree, but I'm getting what an art history major would get for free. I found a bunch of books that already break down art in a, in a concise, powerful manner. I'm definitely reading it. There's this book called uh, The Art of Enjoying Art. And I'm going to get, I just downloaded it before I did this podcast. So archive.com is a free resource where you can borrow books for free online. And you can also download ones that are part of the public domain. Public domain means that if something's been in circulation for long enough, and like, I guess people don't do the copyright or do like whatever legal thing that loophole they do to, um, put it back into circulation but at a profit which is not bad paying for books is never bad i'm gonna tell you right now put some money down invest in yourself that's what it really is called investing yourself when you invest in yourself your stock goes up the more you know the more you're able to express and and um join the society of better conversations that's the way i see it um the more your stock rises you know we're social beings and one of our most valuable assets is our social currency and you get social currency by knowing and by being able to do, having ability and response ability, the ability to respond. Uh, <laughs> that as well, both meanings, responsibility and the ability to respond. Um, so word, I just want to take this time on my podcast to remind anyone who's listening, because part of the reason why I do podcasts sometimes is just a redundant reminder that maybe one day it will spark your curiosity or inspiration to go and do and participate. Because I also do want to see people on this podcast, like people who, who are um, listeners of my content. So I hope that we continue to promote the self-education and the communal growth and communal interactions that help um, create healthy communities around us and inspire us to, to get out there and be the best us. So this has been Strange Lunch, the art episode. I'll see you later. You heard me?